Welcome to the SA for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is what is weighing on stock traders ahead of Fed Chair Jerome Powell's testimony today and why these concerns matter less than the bond market's longer-term confidence in the Fed. In just a few hours, Jerome Powell is set to provide the Fed Chair's semi-annual monetary policy report before the House Financial Services Committee, and the mood has been somber. The S&P 500, the Dow, and other stock indexes have been trading downward. Asset managers are releasing cautious mid-year outlooks. Morgan Stanley has cut its allocation to global equities to its lowest level in five years, underweight their benchmark representation. New York Life is maintaining an equity overweight position for now, but is biased towards de-risking and will be watching earnings growth and corporate cash flows. Now to be clear, the asset managers did not issue these mid-year outlooks on the basis of Powell's testimony, but based on a negative short-term outlook for stocks. The Fed nevertheless looms large for both of them. Morgan Stanley cites Fed easing as the biggest risk to its negative equities call and New York Life cites investors pricing in lower rates than Fed guidance calls for as one of the five items that keeps its analysts up at night. The fact that traders are awaiting Powell's testimony, that Morgan Stanley cites the Fed as the key item that can make its stock call wrong, and that New York Life's analysts are insomniacs all speak to what is wrong with markets today. Time was that in the eyes of Wall Street, Washington was a sleepy southern city that didn't much matter. Today, what Jerome Powell and his Fed colleagues determined to do with interest rates is virtually all that matters. Wall Street used to go about determining the worth of a company's shares or a country's bonds, but the modern definition of price discovery is discovering what the Fed will do with interest rates. Keeping them low drives investors into risky and profitable trades, whereas hiking them tightens financial conditions for corporations and makes investing less of a layup. The Fed's outsized role, a legacy of its active intervention in financial markets during the global financial crisis, during which time it expanded its balance sheet by trillions of dollars, is what makes the Fed Chair's testimony matter so much. The fact that Powell and his colleagues are unelected, independent governmental economic experts enhances their clout in today's world. But the economy has paid a price for central banks' increased prestige, particularly in the growing gap between markets and the real economy. Today's testimony is a perfect example. The reason traders are on edge is because they were pricing in interest rate cuts of 50 basis points, expectations that have been dashed by Friday's extraordinarily strong jobs report. Out on Main Street, however, jobs are still considered good news. In today's Orwellian world, good news is bad news because it may prevent the Fed from soothing our sorrows with more easy money. In that sense, central banks' modern role impairs markets from unbiased price discovery. Like many market watchers, I assume this month's Fed meeting will produce a rate cut, albeit 25 basis points. If Powell hints at a more hawkish line today, then stocks may take a hit. But even so, my base case is bullish. My reason is that the Fed retains the world's confidence and seemingly desires to continue to command this loyalty, which it achieves through its standard tropes of caution and gradualism, using ambivalent language maintaining the possibility that policy will remain accommodative. And thus, even hawkish remarks that send stocks down and seemingly vindicate Morgan Stanley may prove a false signal. Look instead at the bond market. If bonds hold steady or strengthen, then stocks are likely to recover. 
It is only when bonds fall that some kind of bigger shift is apt to be afoot. In other words, the substantially larger and more sensible bond market is a more reliable signal of confidence in the current market paradigm than the schizophrenic stock market. As we conclude this podcast, I have a special message that is likely relevant to most listeners. Seeking Alpha is launching a new Let's Talk ETFs podcast, hosted by longtime ETF enthusiast Jonathan Liss, an esteemed colleague and friend. The podcast features conversations with ETF issuers, asset managers, index providers, and investment advisors, and explores ways ETFs can help investors reach their financial goals. I encourage you to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please leave a review on Apple or Google Podcasts so that others can discover the series. Meanwhile, you can contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests, and make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts.